0: Join the Party and Spirits are playing in your city! God, we're so excited! Eric will be wearing his DMing glove the entire trip. I'm both worried and excited. Seven cities, ten days, at the end of March 2024, your two favorite podcasts, Join the Party and Spirits are performing live. We're playing games, rolling dice, making monsters, and a whole lot more. So come see us in Seattle at The Hereafter on March 21st. Minneapolis at Granada on March 22nd. Chicago at Reggie's on March 24th. Boston at The Rockwell on March 25th, New York City at Littlefield, March 26th, Philly at City Winery, March 27th, and D.C. at Atlas Brewworks on March 28th. Get your tickets right now at jointhepartypod.com slash live. That's jointhepartypod.com slash live. There you can see all the ticket links and find the city that works for you. When you're rolling the bones, your future is looking good. Join us. Waiting on a tax
1: return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
0: Welcome to Spirits, a drunken dive into myths and legends. Every episode we will mix and cocktail or uncork a bottle and discuss a new myth from somewhere in the world. You'll hear our take on familiar figures from Greek, Norse, and Egyptian traditions and learn something new about the urban legends of Florida, London, New Jersey, and more. And did we mention we're pretty funny? I hope so. We're your hosts, two friends who are internet people and deeply bookish history nerds. Julia, why don't you start? Sure.
1: I'm Julia. Spears was born out of my lifelong love for mythology, from my elementary school library all the way to university history and religious studies departments. You're deep into
0: internet things too, though.
1: That's right. Urban legends, community myths, X-File kind of things. All of it fascinates me, and especially uh, what these stories say about those of us who keep telling them, those who keep the myths alive.
0: Julia should be everybody's phone-a-friend for mythology and history questions. And you're my person for literary trivia. Oh, well thanks. I'm Amanda, the mythology layperson in this duo. I'll be learning along with you, the listener, in each episode, asking questions and providing verbal emoji as we go. I think they call those reactions? Shh!
1: Anyway, we're really excited to get started. Episode one starts on familiar ground with an ancient Greek myth that you may have encountered before. The story of Persephone in Haiti. Don't forget the fateful pomegranate and spot. You'll have to listen to find out why the Greeks were the OG
0: dog namers. We hope you like what you hear. Please subscribe to Spirits in iTunes or your preferred podcast app and follow us on social media at Spirits Podcast leave us a
1: review if you're so inclined we also have a patreon page where you can sign up for exclusive behind the scenes photos audio extras blooper reels and beautiful recipe cards with
0: custom drink and snack pairings to go along with each show this week's drink features pomegranates very on-brand jewels i try and now spirits
1: The Greeks did a lot of, like, weird stuff. Like, they're off, like, you know, having sex with their sisters, marrying people, raping swans, like, that kind of thing. Like, it's... Uh, They did weird stuff.
0: I mean, all I really know is that the urns and the pottery and the statues that I see The naked museums. bodies on the urns I don't, and the weird dicks. I don't think I see all of that stuff in popular culture. And I mean, the Hercules movie, things don't really get that weird there. Well,
1: because it's a Disney movie. You just
0: have James Woods yelling and turning fiery. <laughs> well, really. that's all I know about the Greeks. I know that there's Zeus. There's something called Mount Olympus. Um, there's different gods of various things. Apollo has wings on his feet or something. That's pretty much what I'm coming that's here Hermes, with. but yeah. Okay. Pretty close. Um, but basically what you need to know is all the
1: important Greeks are related in some way. Greek mythology uh, Greek gods are all related in to some way to each other like to each other. Okay. Cuz they're all like basically brothers and sisters or children of those brothers and sisters.
0: So where where did they come from? What what were they made out of? They were born. So the Greeks personify
1: basically everything. So, like, anything they don't understand, they're like, that's a god of the ocean, or the sky, or the earth, or the wind, or love, like, even, like, non-physical things. Um, So, they're born from the Titans. The Titans are, like, big gods, basically, who, like, control big aspects. So, uh, Cronus is
0: the god of, like, time. Okay. And the earth. Oh, interesting. So, this sort of, like... You know, he created time, he created light, mm-hmm. he created the earth, he created the water. Right. So
1: he is married to his sister Gaia, who is the goddess of the earth. That one I've heard of before. Yes. Is the marrying the sister thing, is that just how it works? It's like the weird, like, Harry Potter pure blood kind of thing, where it's just like they want to keep it oh. in the family so you're not
0: corrupted. So you don't dilute the power. Exactly. And... Interesting. So when we talk later about, you know, relations with relations, if you want to put it that way. It
1: doesn't matter. It's not like weird for the Greeks. They're like, yeah, it makes sense because there's only so many gods and they all have to have children and stuff. So I see. And so Cronus and Gaia have a bunch of kids. And so Cronus finds out from another one of his like sister, his sister Titans or brother Titans that there's a prophecy that one of his children is going to kill him
0: and take over. This plotline I've heard of before. I guess something that we're going to see a lot as the series goes on is that many of the stories and plot lines that we think about now and the things that we see in soap operas and the, the movies that we first. write about the Greeks did a long time yes. ago. So that's one of them, the the my son might kill me plotline. So the son, he in order to kind of make sure
1: that none of his children kill him as soon as Gaia like pops them out when she's pregnant, right? he eats them. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do it, right? <laughs> like, they can't kill him from inside. Um, or can they? Hmm. Not really. But, um, <laughs> So Gaia finally is like, listen, I'm tired of you eating my children. So she pretends to give birth and, like, gives him this rock baby and secretly, like, has birth, uh, has the child who ends up being Zeus, like, in the ocean somewhere and then gives him to a bunch of, I like, see. farmers so that they can take care of him. So Zeus is the one surviving child of the Titans. Right. And so when Zeus grows up, he's able to kill his father, cuts open his stomach. All his siblings are, like, alive and okay for whatever reason. they're in the whale style. Right. They're gods. They can't really die even if they're being, like, digested for hundreds of years or whatever.
0: So uh, Cronus essentially made just, like, a Faraday cage of his stomach. Yeah, He just kept them safe. Absolutely. And so he kills Cronus. And so Zeus... Zeus kills Cronus. Zeus kills Cronus. Right.
1: Frees all his siblings and becomes king of the gods
0: interesting so did they grow up on what we think of as the earth or is there a special like god plane
1: yes the earth is their domain but there's like a place where the gods like hang out and that's mount olympus got it which is like giant mountain the gods hang up on top like where no humans can reach so got it it's like a good like kind of excuse like why don't we see the gods oh they're all on mount olympus and we can't climb up that high right pretty just out of reach right And so each of the gods kind of becomes, like, gains dominion over a certain aspect of culture. So there's a god. uh, Zeus becomes the king god and becomes the god of, like, lightning in the sky. Mm -hmm. He marries his sister, Hera. She becomes the goddess of, like, marriages and the household. Interesting. Um, Then his, like, brothers, Poseidon gets dominion over the ocean. Right. Hades gets dominion over the underworld. Interesting. Uh, and then his other sister Demeter gets to mean over like the earth and fertility and like growing plants. And stuff. And like in that. time, we'll delve a little more into each of those. And we will. So we're going to talk a little bit about the story of Persephone and Hades, which is kind of a really important myth uh, in Greek culture. And we'll see why later. So is Persephone one of Zeus's children? Persephone is the daughter of Demeter, but it's never really... Her parentage doesn't really matter in the storyline. Okay, so she is uh, descended from one of the original Zeus-level gods. Right. Cool. She uh, She's the daughter of Demeter, so she has uh, plant-like manipulation, that sort of thing. She's in charge of... Helping- Nature goddess. Nature goddess. She helps the plants grow, and she's more of the wild uh, plants, not so
0: much the... Um, agriculture the agriculture like her mother is. so do little flowers spring up in her wake in her footsteps that's like a really common
1: like kind of cultural understanding of sure. her now and it's like it totally could have worked i don't know if they Earth ever mother. mentioned that exactly cool. but like maiden at the same time she's like a young girl like teenage oh, sure. teenage virgin uh right like goddess connected to all nature potential kind of budding etc
0: cetera, etc cetera. Exactly. <laughs>
1: um so she was like kind of sought after by a bunch of the gods like right. all of her uncles kind of like just wanted to bang her that was just a thing i'm gonna happened. suspend judgment because <laughs> this is this is an anthropological exercise continue <laughs> but demeter like wouldn't let her marry any of them okay because she's like no this is my baby no one can have her that sort of thing understandable the god hades meanwhile is kind of like she's pretty hot and like it gets lonely down in the underworld so uh, I need a wife so is Hades evil? Hades isn't evil
0: or is the underworld just where he's at?
1: The honor roll is just where he's at. It's a part of, like, Greek mythology. Like, it's a part of their culture. They don't, like, fear him, but they always, Uh like, they always, like, give him credit. Like, if there's, like, a, um, if there's a ritual going on, Hades is always, like, the last one to get stuff because they, they need to, like, honor him because he controls what happens to to them after they die. right. But, like, he's always, like, the last thought. You Aww. know what I mean? Okay. He's, like, he he was the unlucky brother. He ended up in un- the underworld when his brothers got, like, the sky and the ocean. Oh, no. So he's kind of, like, a down-on-his-luck kind of figure. Like, he's kind of, like, melancholy, a character. Aw. Hades is just lonely. He just <laughs> wants a wife. Pretty much. And so, kind of being socially awkward like Hades is he decides he's not gonna like ask for Persephone's like hand in marriage or anything that'd be too easy he's just gonna like grab her so one day Persephone oh, no. is just like walking through a field with a bunch of nymphs and stuff and like you know <laughs> flirt uh, frolicking in the flowers that kind of thing right flowers opening grass growing um and all of a sudden the earth opens up, <gasps> like, fiery volcanic opening up, like, cracking oh, the ground. Yeah. And Hades rides out in this, like, black chariot, just, like, <gasps> grabs her up. The nymphs, like, run away, like, don't try obviously. to help whatsoever. And he drags her down into the under- underworld. Oh, my gosh. The nymphs run back to Demeter because, obviously, like... Some shit just went down. Her daughter just got stolen up and brought out into the earth. fucking ground. <laughs> so, and Demeter is, like, a wreck, but... The gods can't really go into the underworld. That's like That's his domain. It's his domain. Right. It's not really their area. They need like special permission to go down there. And the underworld has a bunch of like security measures. Like there's a river that makes you forget everything about your life. Oh my and gosh. like a giant three headed dog named Cerberus, who guards the entrances. <laughs> uh Cerberus in Greek etymology means like spotted or dappled. So like literally Hades <gasps> named his dog. He named
0: his dog Spot.
1: Spot. Such a fantastic name. I want to tell that fact to everyone I know. Absolutely, you do. What? It's like, it's basically like, if anyone's seen Harry Potter. Right. That's, Fluffy, Fluffy. is Cerberus. <gasps> and it's that's great. where
0: tradition starts.
1: <laughs> and it's so, so good. But anyway, so
0: Persephone is stuck down in hell. She's right. like. So Demeter can't go down to the underworld. Demeter can't go down. Because she's not allowed. It's too hard. So what does she do? So she
1: goes and appeals to Zeus because Zeus is like the big dad. He's the king. He He's controls- got a Disney
0: fast pass into the other world if he wants it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and so Zeus is like, yeah, but like my brother needs a wife. And Demeter's like, no, that is my child. He can't just have her. He has to ask. Okay. And Zeus is like, fine. Okay, here's the deal. I'll go and I'll send Hermes, who's the messenger god, I'll send him down to hell and he'll bring back Demeter. But the problem is if she's eaten any food down in the underworld, she has to like stay there with Hades. Interesting.
0: So why is that the litmus test?
1: It's just, the Greeks are weird like that, and also, like, food is different in the underworld. So to eat food in the underworld means that you've sort of imbibed in the, like, sort of like the emotional connection to the
0: underworld rather than the world of the living. Interesting. I can see it, too, because... You know, there might be a question of, does she want to stay? Does she want to come back? And I guess eating the food implies a certain amount of comfort, right? Like, exactly. you're, you're taking your shoes off. You're letting your hair down. You know, you're you're staying in the underworld a little bit. And these are gods we're talking about. They don't have to eat. Interesting. She chose to eat. and So does she? She does. She ends
1: up eating four pomegranate seeds, which uh, Hades gives to her, which uh, once Hermes gets there and, like, finds out that that's what happened... Right. Uh, Zeus decrees that Persephone has to stay in the underworld for a third of the
0: year. For four months. For four months out of the year. Oh, that's a pretty good custody sharing arrangement. I mean, like, yeah, yeah,
1: it kind of works. So they ended up being married. Persephone is allowed to stay with her mother for eight months out of the year right. and then has to return for four months out of the year to the
0: underworld. So how does she feel about this?
1: It's actually really interesting because of this. Persephone becomes a very dualistic uh, goddess. Right. Uh, she becomes, when she's home, she's the goddess of spring. She The earth is reborn in her presence, that sort of thing. And then she, when she returns to the underworld, she is a very stoic Cold hearted. They call her the goddess of iron. Wow. In Greek mythology, she becomes very dualistic, very different goddess when she's in one place or another.
0: So you mentioned spring. Is this kind of the, the, greek explanation of why the earth is cold and hard and inhospitable and unforgiving for roughly a third of the year exactly boom
1: because the way that they describe it is that when um when persephone and demeter are rejoined together there's that summer everything is wonderful oh. the plants come together harmony everything's harvested and yeah. it's wonderful when uh persephone is starting to head back um demeter starts to like wither and the uh, shore falls away. wow winter Is the time when Persephone is in the underworld, everything is dead and barren. And then when Persephone is coming home, it's springtime, everything starts blossoming again and reborn from the death. Wow. In preparation for her return. Exactly. It's so so cool. The Greeks are so good at just kind of taking things that they don't understand and creating stories about them in order to give explanation
0: to it. And relatable stories too. Can everyone, you know, everyone can understand love for someone, missing someone, a parent's commitment to and love for a child, the grief when someone goes, whether, you know, they're dying or they, they just move away from home. Absolutely. And the Greeks do such a good
1: job of portraying the gods as human-like because these
0: gods get jealous, they steal things away, they, you know, they take things and... They don't know how to ask someone to be their wife, so they just take them up out of the ground exactly. in a black chariot. Exactly. <laughs> And the Greeks just do such a cool job
1: in creating mythology that has persisted and stories that we know for, like, thousands
0: of years. Right, 3,000 years later. Yeah. So what is Hades like? Does, what does Persephone do? What does she get up to? Is it is it the kind of black, molten, lava, volcanic, you know, kind of image that I have in my head? I mean, it depends on the, like, period in which
1: the... Um, the, like, poets are kind of writing about. Right. Um, The interesting part about Hades is he's not only the god of, like, death and the underworld, he's also the god of, like, riches and minerals and gold, because these are things that you find in the underworld. Exactly. Interesting. So he's just, like... Yeah, he's got, like, all these, like, terrible, like, souls are, like, kind of floating around, like, doing shit. But he's also, like, got all the diamonds in the world.
0: Like, wow. that's his just
1: domain. So he's an interesting So he god. doesn't have
0: totally an odd lot. He has a little bit of... No, he's got of, a little uh, bit of, like, nice stuff going on. Riches in there with all the the magma.
1: Yeah. When I picture, I mean, this is just my interpretation, but when I picture um, Hades, I picture, like, black skin, but also, like, kind of sparkly, like, you know, mm. like, gold dust in there. Like, like onyx, thing. right. Exactly. Aw. So I think that's, that's sort of like, you have to kind of take the good with the bad in Greek mythology. Like everyone has another side to them, which is important.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: So like, you know, next time you want to ask a girl out, don't just like grab her up in your chariot with like fire horses, (laughs) like be polite and
0: ask her mother first. Exactly. Next time you want to ask somebody out, don't scare their squad off with a, a rift in the ground and an imposing black chariot. Maybe write her a letter. Probably maybe, maybe ask her mom. Probably would have made things a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't have so much winter. Who knows? <laughs> Thanks, Persephone. Thanks, for Thanks Hades. God damn it, Demeter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Spirits was created by Julia Schifini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod. Alison Wakeman designed our logo.
1: Subscribe to Spirits on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. Our website is spiritspodcast.com, and you can also find us at Spirits Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud.
0: On our Patreon page patreon.com/spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind the scenes photos, audio extras, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings to go along with each show. Every
1: little bit helps as we get our first season off the ground. Even better, if you like the show, share it with your friends and review us on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Till next time.